today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. Have you heard the high-fidelity buzz coming in from Madison's north side? That's likely coming from Lola's Hilo Lounge, Sherman Avenue's hottest new attraction. Lola's is a new Wisconsin tavern with a unique mix of inspirations, and it's been drawing lines out the door since it's open. A Midwestern spin on the hi-fi music bar, it offers an international dinner menu, a list of rotating DJs, and the establishment has already doubled its staff since November just to meet demand. So what on earth is going on over there? We sat down with two of the masterminds behind Lola's, longtime Madison business owners Matt Gearding and Evan Denell's Lola Chef, to find out. It's Thursday, January 4th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Matt, hello. Hello. And Evan, hello. Hi. Super excited for this conversation. Matt, can you talk about the concept behind Lola's Hilo Lounge? Certainly. You know, we took inspiration from a bunch of different places. Um, but I would say the sort of two North Stars that we were we were aiming for were number one, we wanted to to be like a 60s era cocktail lounge. And then secondly, we wanted to be a, a hi-fi bar and restaurant. So Hi-fi meaning high fidelity, uh, which is a, a concept that's rooted actually in Japanese culture with the concept of the jazz kissa, which is basically a, a jazz cafe where um, people would go to to a bar, belly up, listen to uh, jazz records on a high fidelity, high end sound system and drink cocktails. And we sort of wanted to put this kind of Wisconsin twist on that concept and make it a little bit less pretentious and a little bit more fun and lively where sort of vinyl records and hi-fi sound systems would be part of the concept, but that we wanted it to be sort of fun and lively and, and down to earth. Gosh, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> and so I just, I just feel like people should know. So I'm just going to share You guys have this amazing, charming neon sign um, uh, that's, you know, says Lola's and it's got like a cow gal dancing. Lola is a real person. I understand, Matt. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a cocktail lounge in St. Nazian's, Wisconsin, which is just outside of my wife's hometown Tori she's from Valders Wisconsin which is where Lola's actually from too but um total rural Wisconsin area but with a, a 60s cocktail lounge with dark moody lighting and and all this right in the middle of it which <clears throat> Tori took me there when we first started dating in like 2014 and I was immediately blown away that that bar even exists in rural Wisconsin and then of course met Lola who's the owner and bartends every night who's now 87 years old and as a Marilyn Monroe fanatic and has her hair in a beehive every night and sometimes wears high heels when she's bartending. And she's, of course, as charming as as could be. And so, you know, when a we legend, were, a total legend. And when we were trying to figure out the concept, you know, it just sort of was a light bulb moment where we were like, oh, my gosh, we could name it in honor of her being this sort of like diamond in the rough place in the middle of rural Wisconsin. And you know, we asked her if she would be cool if we named the bar after her. We had sort of gotten to know her over the course of like, you know, six or seven years. And she was floored and blown away and allowed us to name it in her honor. 
And so we decided to call it Lola's, um, which has sort of allowed us to kind of be a tribute to Wisconsin taverns, but also to the 60s cocktail lounge concept. And then, yeah, we decided we wanted to do this kind of vintage classic neon sign. And we worked with Sign Art Studios and Dan Yoder, who's a brilliant local sign designer, um, to build this yeah vintage neon sign that we unveiled about a month before we opened. And then it got uh, shattered with hail during the hailstorm <gasps> of the north side in October. Oh, and then no. we had to scramble to get that <laughs> fixed in time before our opening and with a little bit of chaos. But it turned out beautiful. And we're yeah super excited about that part for sure. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, people are just going to have to go check it out. I feel like I want to dig into this experience that you guys are all creating, this vibe, um, in the name Lola's High Low Lounge. It's part. It's kind of like high-low culture. I don't know if that would be a fair characterization, but this idea, I've heard you, Evan, talk about um, Wisconsin fancy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... <laughs> Because, you know, we got, you know, our humbleness, but also you guys got, you know, there's some swagger. Um, can you talk about, Evan, how uh, that idea of Wisconsin fancy is playing into the space? Yeah, you know, I I, I, I think in the Midwest, we have a, a pretty unique appreciation of the idea of sort of classy trashy. We want it all. We, well, we, we, <laughs> we like to be, we like to be we like to feel a little fancy, but we don't like to feel like a like a space is so fancy that it's unaccessible uh or inaccessible i you know i worked at latoile for a very long time and in and when it was very clearly the best restaurant in town you know 20 years ago uh and uh on any given saturday you would still end up with somebody dressed the nines who was about to propose to their wife to be right next to somebody in badger gear with flip-flops on i mean that's just the Midwest. Uh, it's kind of a come as you are place. Like I, you know, nobody in their right mind dress codes in, in, in most of the Midwest. Uh, and so, um, I think that's kind of a, a good encapsulation of, of sort of that, that high, low vibe is like, people like to go into a nice space and go, wow, this place is really cool looking, but actually I just kind of want a hamburger. And so from a food perspective in particular, and even with like that, the sixties decor thing of like Wisconsin taverns very much has that feel, you know, it's, it's dark, there's shiny things. Maybe they spent a lot of money on lighting, but then there's still like vinyl countertops and things like that. It's that supper club vibe that seems to strike down deep into the core of people in this state. For sure. Evan, you're an established chef in town, been cooking locally for over two decades. If folks don't know, you're also the chef and owner of Cadre. Let's talk about Lola's menu. Okay. What are the main staples? So um, I like to jokingly refer to Lola's as a celebration in carbohydrates. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. You know, at, at the end of the day, I think another aspect of the Midwest is, is we love comfort food. We like our meats and cheeses and breads. I wanted to make sure that I was always having everything sort of categorically be the kinds of things that you guiltily kind of want to eat in a bar. So we have, you know, three things on a bun, three different kinds of pasta, three different dumplings, six different kinds of pizza, uh, a beer cheese soup because it's winter time, and uh, a couple of salads that I think are great, but we jokingly say are just there for profiling purposes. Uh <laughs> Um, and so, uh, but, but also, you know, 
I think there are plenty of places you can just get a hamburger. There are plenty of places you can just get some pasta. And so we wanted to make sure that we gave a nod to sort of the internationalness of, of a jazz kissa and a hi-fi bar. And so I, we kind of jokingly called it like global tavern food. It's, it's, it's all, it's all bar food. We just didn't say where the bar was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a little bit of a plays on pop culture. Like our, our, our hamburger is a shameless ripoff of, of, uh, of a McDonald's quarter pounder. Okay. That's why the Royale with cheese. I date myself with the Pulp Fiction reference, but I think you're in, in safe company. And then, you know, when we do something like the, the Dan Dan noodle, or the uh, Pelmeni, I tried to be really, really faithful to like what you would get if you were getting that sort of thing in a bar in, say, Taiwan or uh, Eastern Europe somewhere. Wow. Well, I have to say, I've got, I've had the Dan Dan noodles, and they are already having the addictive effect where I'm like, s- it's sitting in the back of my mind every now and then. It goes like, oh, I could go get the Dan Dan noodles. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> so it's that it's certainly a comfort food. That's exciting to hear. You know, going back to the roots, and also the pizza you mentioned is a core component mm-hmm. of the menu. It's like tavern style, right? Yeah. So because of the casserole that people call Chicago deep dish pizza. Uh, <laughs> That, <laughs> because that's such a polarizing because that's such a polarizing issue uh that's what everybody associates with pizza in the chicagoland area but uh really in most of the midwest uh a tavern crust pizza is is a cracker crust thin pizza that gets party cut um and we wanted to make sure that we were doing something that both had shareability and kind of scream tavern and i really personally look at most things on a bun and most kinds of pizza is mostly an excuse to get like toppings in my mouth. Uh, and the tavern crust is perfect for that. And so, because it, it's the, the, the topping to dough ratio is, is pretty topping heavy. And so you can eat more of the good stuff and not a lot of filler. That's why we wanted to do it. Do you guys have a favorite item on the menu not to make you pick a favorite child but <laughs> oh i mean my, mine is mine is the the prosciutto pizza uh Ooh. is just full of flavor and it's drizzled in hot honey and it's just like yeah when i see it coming out of the out of the kitchen when i'm there all night i immediately start start drooling and thinking about stealing it from customers but uh <laughs> yeah i'd say that's that's my favorite so far nice um, yeah, for me, uh, that's tough. Uh, but, um, I think uh, it changes from time to time, depending on, on where my headspace is. Uh, I really enjoy the, the midnight pasta, uh, which is kind of a fun concept. It, it's less of a specific dish and more of like a, 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 a train of thought. Midnight pasta in Italy is you're hungry. It's the middle of the night. You run to your pantry and see what sort of non-perishable ingredients you have to throw together with some pasta. And so traditionally it's like anchovies and some hard cheese and, and chili flake, or maybe you've got some prosciutto and you throw it in there or something like that. And uh, so we did it with a lot of other ingredients that were coming, that were being made as sort of byproducts of, of uh, other things on the menu, like our pantry. And so like we use the spent whey from the ricotta we make for the prosciutto pizza and, uh, to uh, be the base for the sauce for it. And so it's this kind kind of neat kitchen sink of flavor 
um, that I think is <laughs> is a lot more complicated than than something that somebody gets in there like, oh, it's pasta with cream sauce. <laughs> well, now you guys, when you go get the midnight pasta, you'll have the, the background that it's much more than that. Kitchen sink, that's a good image. Um, and, you know, Matt, there's no good Wisconsin Tavern without cheap tavern beer, which you guys got. You all have that. And you also have fancy cocktails, right? Like you have some swanky drinks to to go along with some of the vibe. Yeah, I think we wanted conceptually the the bar program to mirror the food program in terms of having that sort of high-low effect. And certainly like the 60s cocktail lounge was a big inspiration point. And so we wanted we wanted the cocktail program to be, you know, familiar um, and nostalgic and, you know, have some sort of high-end feel to it. So certainly we've got, you know, a couple of, of great martinis. We've got a Negroni. We've got a, a sidecar, you know, and of course a, a Wisco Old Fashioned. Um, and then, you know, we've got some signature cocktails in there, um, you know, which were built by our, our bar manager, like the the Plain Dane, um, which has got J. Henry Bourbon in it and, and all of that. And then on the beer side, we really wanted to kind of, play a lot with sort of the low end approach to it. So we got 12 ounce cans of beer. So we've got hams and, and PBR and, um, and, you know, of course we've got high life cause we're a Wisconsin tavern and you have to, so we've got bottles of, cause you've of got high some life. sense. And so, um, <laughs> and so like, you know, we're going to be rotating in, you know, different cans. I, I think we wanted to create that sort of approachability and, you know, certainly being a place that centers itself around kind of timelessness and nostalgia, um, you know, we we really wanted the program to be, yeah, f- familiar, you know, but fun and playful. And so, you know, we sort of played played with both both sides of that. That makes sense. And honestly, the nostalgia piece is everywhere. Like it can't be missed. You walk in past Marilyn Monroe and then when you get in, I felt like a bit like I was in a dream. I felt at home, I was seeing Billie Holiday's face, Sam Cooke, Louis Armstrong, beautiful things. And Matt, you curate the music programming. We have to talk about that. You book the DJs. And I also hear that the sound system is pretty peak. Yeah, it is pretty good. I'll toot the horn (laughs) of Lola's on that one for sure. But yeah, I mean, as the concept kind of took shape, you know, we decided that we wanted to kind of own the hi-fi bar side of this thing. And we also wanted to own the 60s cocktail lounge and you know the 60s music is just filled with so much great stuff i mean it's certainly like the golden era of jazz you know there's incredible soul and and motown in there and i've heard you guys have motown mondays motown mondays every monday with djs playing playing motown and motown adjacent music from that era and so like yeah we wanted to kind of play into that and have the kind of musical heartbeat of the place be centered around that that era, which, you know, you can go a bunch of different ways with it. And so most of the DJs that we have, which I program, which we have, yeah, the Motown Mondays, we've got DJs on sometimes Thursday nights and then Fridays and Saturdays. For the most part, they're they're playing all vinyl and it's a lot of music in that era in the soul, funk, Motown, jazz world. And it adds a certain amount of kind of life and energy to the space when there's DJs playing there and you know that the music is being sort of curated for you as you're dining and and drinking. And um, so that piece has kind of been my, my love child for, for the, for the entire process. And then not only that, but like we wanted the music to sound 
incredible. And I think that one of the things that a lot of restaurants and bars think about is kind of the last thing is like, how does it sound in here? But we wanted that to be at the forefront of what we were building. So we put this acoustic treatment on the ceiling called K13, which is like this two inch foam that totally deadens the room and and sort of keeps the 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 noise of conversation and music from exploding into the room and making it hard to hear things. And then we've got these sort of hi-fi speakers behind the bar, which have these high-powered horns on the top of them that make the high fidelity sounds coming out of vinyl records sound incredible. And so the system is great. And it's, you know, to dumb it down, it's basically like you can go to the bar or sit at a table. And if you want to consume every note and and lyric in the music, you can do that. But you can also have a conversation at a totally normal conversational level, which um, I think we check the boxes on that. And it and it makes for a for a different and unique experience. And, you know, I'm sure that it's no coincidence that you have this state of the art sound system, considering, you know, you own this little known venue called the Majestic Theater on King Street. Um, before we go, can I ask, are there any events or anything you want to mention coming up uh, in the month of January? Yeah, well, a couple of things. We're, we're launching Takeout in January, which is, oh! is fun. And we've, we had kind of wanted to do yes! that out of the gate, but it's been taking a minute to kind of get our feet under us. And then uh, we're starting a, a fish fry. Evan, you want to talk about that quickly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought about, you know, Wisconsin fish fry. And I think there's a, a, a bunch of great places to get fish fry um, in the city. And especially, honestly, the east, east and north side have a lot of like staples where people really wanted to do it. So uh, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to go against the grain a little bit and we're going to do uh a fish sandwich, uh, for ours that we're going to do out of Pollock, uh, made in house, but, uh, on more of an East coast style fish fry, because I feel like there are plenty of places that well represent, uh, the Midwestern fish fry. And I, I have a hush puppy problem. <laughs> what's the, what's the difference quickly? On the East coast, they tend to drift more towards, uh, like a vinegar coleslaw, um, things like hush puppies, and then they'll typically use uh, an ocean fish like what Pollock is rather than doing like Lake Whitefish or perch or walleye. I like the Midwestern fish fry so much, but I the 90s kid, punk rock kid in me just always has to go against the grain a little bit. I understand that so, so much. Honestly, it's there's so much for folks to go check out. Stoked about this takeout, stoked about this fish fry, stoked about everything. I appreciate both of you guys so much for giving us your time. This was awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Super fun. That's Matt Girding and Evan Denells. They own Lola's High Low Lounge with Tori Girding and Kathy Herrick. If those names sound familiar, you might know Matt from the Majestic Theater on King Street and Evan from Cadre Restaurant on Old University. If you're interested in finding out more about Lola's, check out our show notes for a link to their website. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not show this episode with your favorite record collector? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 